May the words of my lips and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and the light on our journey. Amen. Please be seated. Well, today we are celebrating Music Sunday. Um, Music Sunday encourages us to think about the role of music in worship and to give thanks to all those who minister through music. People who are writing hymns, people who are playing the organ, people who are singing, and also the congregation who are singing and the people on live stream who are watching this service. It is possible that many of you sitting in the congregation at this 9.30 service or watching on live stream come to this particular service because they love music, especially as it's played so skillfully by our wonderful organist, Dennis Guyon, and because you love the wonderful hymns and songs we sing at the service. You'll notice that there's usually at the end of each hymn um, some information about the hymn writer. Maybe you've even wondered about that particular person, what they were like, what they did when they, when they were writing these words, and what was the reason behind the hymn. Well, today it's my greatest pleasure to be able to introduce one of those wonderful hymn writers to you and to ask her some questions about her work. Marnie Barrell lives in Christchurch and writes hymns which we sing here at St Barnabas. She's both a hymn writer and a piano teacher and lots more. And I'm told by our esteemed organist that we have um, sung at least 16 songs that Marnie has written. So now I'd like to invite Marnie to come up, to come forward, and I'd like to ask her some questions. We'll get our technology all um, set up so you can all hear. Uh, <laughs> would you like to come over here, Marnie? Yeah. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, well, let's fix, let's fix your gadget. Oh, yeah. Hopefully that will end. And I should be audible now. Yes, and I should be audible. So you should all be able to hear, which is good. So welcome, May. Thank you. <laughs> and um, it's a real pleasure to have you. And one of the first things I'd like to uh, ask you is, how came you start to be writing hymns? That's that's a really good question for me. How did you do start that? Well, I was brought up in Anglican in the tiny country parish, and I always enjoyed the hymns. They interested me. They gave me food for thought. They developed my vocabulary very considerably. And it never really occurred to me to wonder who wrote the hymns. They just sort of happened in the hymn book. Maybe God sent them. I don't know. But when I was in my oh, in the mid-'80s, I was at St Mary's Addington in those days, and it so happened that the renowned hymn writer, Shirley Murray came to a, a wedding of a friend that I, that I was at. And I had actually written a little guitar arrangement of the liturgy music for, for them to use while my husband and I, who were the organists, to, to use with the, only, with, with the only remaining musician who was a guitarist. And Shirley heard that and said, who wrote that? That's quite nice. Must be because they're still using it however long later. And was introduced to me, and she said out of the blue, have you ever thought of writing hymns? And like a bolt from the blue, I thought, well, somebody must do that. Might as well be me. I bet I could if I thought about it. 
So they were just in the in in the preparation of Alleluia Aotearoa at that time, which came out about 1990, I think. So I tried a few things and discovered, yes, actually, I can do this. I've got some thoughts to share on this. Sent them up to the governing body of, uh, of the New Zealand Hymn Book Trust, and they're like, excellent, have you got some more of that? So I found I did have some more of that, and there we are. And I'm on the I'm on the board of the New Zealand Hymn Book Trust now, to, now too, and have been for some years. Not that we've done very much lately. There, there, there was a, 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 a hymn book, Hope Is Our Song, published a good few years ago now, and we're just getting up some steam to think about the next one. Right. My goodness, Shirley Murray and um, Marnie Barrell together. That would be, that would be <laughs> wonderful. It was a historic moment. <laughs> it was an historic moment, yes. So could you tell us a little bit about what's the difference between hymns and poetry generally? Well, now, uh, hymns are, are a species of poetry, of course, but I think the point of poetry is to give voice to the poet's thoughts, and, and it can be quite quirky, quite personal, even a bit obscure, requiring a bit of teasing out, whereas that's not really the job of the hymn. The hymn is to give voice to the singers, not to the writer. So you want to put uh, you want something that's intelligible at first hearing, but not boring at second hearing. You have to judge that rather nicely. So it's something that's clear and plain, that the metaphors are such that people might think, yeah, it is like that. I haven't heard it before, but it is. That, that's how it is. And enough there to, to withstand a number of hearings. And it must, from the point of view of hymn writing, it must be metrical. It should be rhymed, though not necessarily very exactly. And it should be an honest, plain, natural English, nothing more annoying than an awkward rhyme or a or a silly inversion that doesn't really work. Mm. You, you need to spend a lot of time with it. Your first thought is never your best thought on that. Mm. Mm. So there is a difference between poetry yes, and... Yes, I, I also write poetry, and I can move a little bit privately, but, yes. but I can allow myself to be very much odder in my metaphors there than in hymns. Yes, yes. <laughs> I can understand that. Yes. So <clears throat> what makes a great hymn or... Gives you and gives you pleasure. What makes a great hymn? I think everybody's got their own answer for that, but nearly all my favourite hymns are classic hymns like Hallelujah, Sing to Jesus, or Little Mortal Flesh, ones with a bit of sense of awe and mystery to them. And they've always got a few really good metaphors that give you a give you an immediate mental image that's a mental mm -hmm. image that's worth having and mm -hmm. worth dwell, dwelling on. To me, hymns need to be either to or about God. They're not always these days. They're very often about how nice we all are and, <laughs> yes. and what we all should be doing for our neighbours, and that's about God. it. Yes. But why we should be doing that for our neighbours needs spelling out. Yes. Yes. So nearly every hymn I write, well, actually every hymn I write, and nearly every hymn I like is focused on God and praise God because God has done such and such and this is how we respond to it. Mm. How, how many hymns do you think you might have written? You know, I haven't counted. Oh, right. You've probably sung about half of them here, I would Right, think, yes. right. So maybe 30 or 40 yes, hymns. Yes, that's sort of that sort of oh, amount. Goodness. And I do add to it from time to time. I get yes. people asking me quite often to do fairly bread and butter things like a school song or something like that. Right. Yes. Okay, yeah. okay. So... It's it's wonderful um, to sing the older, well-known hymns, and it's also wonderful to feel 
that we have hymns that we can relate to the context of being in New Zealand rather Indeed. than yes. you know singing mm. about winter when mm. we're all out on the beach with barbecues. <laughs> so as um, as New Zealanders, it's really lovely to have some hymns that are in our own environment. Mm. Can you tell me us something about what's different about New Zealand hymns? Well, first of all, as you say, there's that upside down Christmas thing that our summer is our Christmas, and. That, that's been said by now. I don't know how, that we need to keep saying it. I mean, Shirley Murray wrote Upside Down Christmas. Willow Mackey wrote Not on a Snowy Night and so forth. And all the New Zealand Advent and Christmas hymns have got at least a nod to the Pahutakawa and the sunshine. Mm. And that, that's fine. That's worth saying. As mm. you say, why do we want mm. to sing about sleigh bells mm. in mm. December? Mm. Yeah, or at all, in fact. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. What does it feel like when... You're seeing the congregation and the people on live stream actually singing a hymn that you've written the words of. What was it like for you when you were sitting down there? Well, I'm quite honestly proud because, as I say, my the, the, the point of this is to give fitting and interesting and faith-developing words to the singers, not to, yeah. not to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if I can provide that service and provide something that's liked and enjoyed, people say, yes. I think that's right. I never thought of it about it like that before. But yes, that's actually furnished my vocabulary and my faith. Yes. That's a very proud moment for me. That's that's great. So the first hymn we sung was um, was written by you, mm. and we sung singing another one at Off a Tree as mm. well. Yeah. So could you tell us about a recent hymn that you wrote, and perhaps after your words we can sing it um, coming up. Uh, led by the hymn writer, that would be wonderful. So can you just tell us about one of the latest ones you've written? Well, actually, Janice and I have had a bit of a confab about that. We're not going to do the one I was going to talk about as an extra. So I might talk about the one we're going to sing for the offertory. Yes, fantastic. Which is Relentless Lover, which you'll see in due course. The idea behind that was relatively simple. I thought we're far too cosy about Eucharist. It's not just a wee sip and a nibble and cosy communion with Jesus. It ought to be about... We are really laying ourselves on the line here. We're really saying something by coming up and receiving communion. We're saying we're following where that goes. And where that goes was not particularly good news for Jesus at the time, and it may not be particularly good news for us, but we believe it's the path to life and the path to abundance. Mm. Mm. Um, So I wanted words that were about fierceness and intensity. Mm. Mm. And being a Kiwi, and that's the thing I'd say about Kiwi hymns too, they're very frank. They don't beat about the bush. They put, they're honest and direct and out there. Mm. That's the thing that Colin Gibson, whom I admire very mm. greatly, has, has said that honest, direct and plain and not fudging it and not retreating into cliche mm. and waffle. Mm. And I think that's the thing that makes it an excellent hymn for me. There's not a spare word in it. Everything, every word is doing something. Mm. And that's the thing I have to do when I write hymns myself is get something down, you know, make a, make a bit of a block out of what I want to say so that each verse has got a, a, a point and a logical progression of ideas. And certainly what I first think of is going to have an awful lot of padding and nonsense in it. So the, the, most of the rest of it is pairing that back and making sure every word's doing a job mm-hmm. and that the flow of ideas is logical. Mm-hmm. Also on the subject of New Zealand hymns, I mean, there's obviously that about the landscape and the Musters huts and the Norwests and the Pahutakawas and things. But it's more than that. New Zealand hymns have been very much uh, around the theme, the theme of social justice. And Colin Gibson did say that when, after the initial Pahutakawa hymns, there, there was 
in the 90s, a time when the church was exceedingly exercised about the, the then government's cuts to health services and so forth. And everybody was furiously angry and an awful lot of hymns came out of that. Mm-hmm. And that social justice and equality and fairness have been, and peace, peace and justice have been major themes in New Zealand hymnody ever since. Mm-hmm. And that's a particular thing of Shirley Murray's social justice and peace and, and, and she's done mm-hmm. a, a great deal around that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the thing about New Zealand hymns that I appreciate and follow on with. When I was doing theological studies, uh, uh, feminism, uh, the feminist theologians were quite important to me. They opened my eyes to a great many things about what's wrong with the way things are and where as Christians we might want to place ourselves in relation to that. So it's a a given for me that you use gender-neutral language as far as possible to include as many as possible, Mm. and so forth. Mm. And that comes through in your your writing very strongly, the gender-neutral language. Well, I think so. And I think hymns that voice, frankly, anger on behalf of the victims are quite appropriate because as, well, frankly, comfortable middle-class white Mm. Christians, we have had it reasonably Mm. good, and a lot of people haven't. And mm-hmm. it's a puzzle to know where to place ourselves in that. Like that first reading this morning, so that those who have have not too much, and those who have too little, don't, those who have little don't have too little. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing to place to know how to place mm-hmm. ourselves there. And it's a paradox and a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus said to the rich young ruler, "Go and give it all away and follow." And he's you know. I can I can I can hear a hymn being written as you're saying those words. <laughs> yeah, that's that's we'll be the first to sing it. Yeah. Is there any last words that you'd like to just add about being a hymn writer and you know maybe listening to it sung or what 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 are your thoughts that you'd like to pass on? Well, what I've very much enjoyed about it is the collegiality and support of people like Shirley and Colin and striking off each other a bit and resourcing each other. And it certainly refined my appreciation of what I like in a hymn and why I like it and how to do it better yes. so that I don't put out, you know, just any old thing. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh. It takes time for a hymn to get known. And there are yes. hymns I wrote in the 80s that are only now starting to be part of the right. repertoire, of right. the standard repertoire yes. and get done a lot. It does take time. And, of course, there are things I wrote 40 years ago that I wish I'd had another go at. But it's right. It's right. Yes, yes. So is there a favourite one you've got? Actually, Relentless Lover that we're going to sing this morning is one of my favourites. Okay, we're going to sing um, for the obituary Relentless Lover and we're going to have the hymn writer sing it with us. Isn't that magic? (laughs) That's wonderful. Thank you very much, Marnie. Wonderful to have you here this morning and to be able to share Um, being a hymn writer with us. Well, thank you for asking me, Pauline, and thanks for your attention, everybody. Right. Yep. It's got a, yep, it's still. It's very appropriate that we know where hymns come from. It's uh, wonderful to hear the background to it. So now we're